0: Welcome to our Wednesday evening service. With all the turmoil right now in our world and in our country, we're doing things a little bit different. So enjoy the service. We're going to start with Scripture and we're going to read from John 25 through 29. I'll give you a moment to get your Bibles open and find that on your cell phones or your Bible or your tablets. John 19 25 through 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved and saith unto his mother woman behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Your world and our home is in turmoil right now. We look to you for comfort, for solution, for faith, and for strength. Please hold us in the palm of your hand, Lord. Take us away from fear and panic and drive us closer to you and to your word, your gospel. For the power of prayer will save us and your miracle and your grace. And in this we ask in your name. Amen.
1: Well this is a bit unusual um, for many of you not so much for me I used to preach to empty seats when I was uh you know 10 12 years old uh, in the parsonage of Grace Baptist Church but we are in Grace Gospel Fellowship Auditorium uh no one's here but camera crew and and myself and maybe a few painters uh who are working but we're glad you joined us and uh we're going to take again one of the seven sayings of the cross. On Wednesday evening, we've been talking about the seven things that Jesus said when he was hanging on the cross. First, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then last Wednesday, today thou shalt be with me in paradise, which he spoke to the dying thief who was hanging there with him. Today... We take the third saying from the cross, where Jesus saw his mother, and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Now, I won't keep you uh, long tonight, but there's some vital truth found in this saying, Woman, behold thy son, and son, behold thy mother. In viewing the cross thus far, we've heard a word of forgiveness from the mouth of the Savior. As he spake the great, as the great high priest, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We have listened to a word of majesty when he opened from the cross the gates of paradise, speaking as king of kings, and Lord of Lords, to the dying thief, and said to him, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Let us listen today to a word of love, which he spoke as a human son to a human mother. Like her son, Mary was not unacquainted with grief. It was no light matter for Mary to become the mother of our Lord in this mysterious and unheard of way. She was the Virgin Mary. She had never known a man. So in giving birth to the Savior, there was a lot of gossip, a lot of hard things that was said to Mary and about her, that she was an adulterous woman, that she was having a child because of her fornicating life. She no doubt sorrowed over having to lay her newborn babe in a manger. There was no place in the inn, and he was born in a stable. What anguish she must have felt when she heard of Herod's intentions to destroy her infant's life. What difficulties she faced as she fled into a foreign country and lived there for several years, fearing for the life of her infant son. What grief must have wrung her heart when he was hated and rejected by his own nation? But who can estimate what she felt as she stood there at the cross of Calvary? There stood by, the scripture says in John 19, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Neither her own danger, nor the sadness of the sight, nor the insults of the crowd could restrain her from performing the last office of duty and tenderness to her divine Son on the cross. When the world had cast out the child of her womb, she stands there by the cross, held by the golden chain of love to the dying Savior, her son. Near him in his death as in his birth. Never such bless at a human birth, and never such sorrow at a human death. Here's one of the things that we see from this third saying from the cross. Simeon prophesied in Luke 2 and verse 34, he said, yea, a sword shall pierce Through thine own soul also, Mary. She it was who first planted kisses on the brow, now a crown of thorns. No mother ever suffered as she suffered. Who is it that can measure the hours of sorrow and suffering as that sword of grief was solely drawn through Mary's soul? The words of this prophecy uh, prophecy spoken some 33 years before was now being fulfilled. The second thing that I want to talk to you about uh, from this uh, third saying from the cross is how far many are from speaking the truth about Christ and his mother. The truth is simply this. Unless Mary had Christ in her heart, as well as at her breast, she perished as a lost sinner. Actually, her son was her Savior. Books are filled with the exaltation of Mary and the downgrading of Christ. We're told that Mary came to the aid of her son on the cross, and that without her, it is said he could have never accomplished the task of atonement. The mother of God, I read this week, had to cooperate with the Son of God. And this kind of heresy uh, has invented two mediators, whereas God only has one. The mediator between God and man is not Mary. It is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It robs Christ in order to deify and glorify Mary. I know some of you are probably having problems with what I'm saying here tonight. The teaching of Mary, being a mediator, destroys the real atonement and events another which does not atone. Mary was no proud Madonna. The Mary of the scripture differs greatly from the Mary of superstition. There is a big difference between the two. She was a member of the fallen race. She was a sinner by nature and a sinner by practice. She was blessed among women, but not above women. She was human, a real member of our fallen race, a sinner needing a savior. And so I say to you tonight, you that are watching, uh, it is not believe on the Virgin Mary But believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Come to him as a sinner and see him as your only Savior. I think something else that we see from this saying from the cross, and that's simply this we see a perfect man setting an example for children to honor their parents. Mark the tenderness of the Lord's love for his mother. He felt no different than any other loving son would feel for his weeping mother. To his parents, Christ was the best of sons. Let not the parents of this church be smitten like eagles in the fable who was smitten to the heart by an arrow winged from their own feathers. In other words, what I'm saying, the children of this church... Uh, have a responsibility, and we will teach them here to love their parents, to respect their parents, to follow their parents, to obey their parents. The words of Exodus twenty twelve are appropriate here. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. They have never been repealed, those words. They're still our standard honor. This word honor embraces love and affection, gratitude, and respect. At the end of tonight's uh, viewing of this message, I hope you'll call your dear mom and dad. Let them know you love them, that you respect them, that you're sorry for the grief that you have caused them, that you heard tonight the words of Christ from the cross, how he honored his mother. And you heard from your pastor how you are to honor your mother and father. Children are to reverence and obey their parents. The scripture is so plain about that. And one of the things that we see from the cross that's so important, and I hope you'll get this and feel the weight of this uh, tonight, is to honor your mother and father. Joseph, prince over all of Egypt, you remember in the Old Testament in Genesis 48, he bowed down before his aged father and expressed his love for him. Children should be submissive to discipline, Hebrews twelve nine. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. You know, one of the things that we have seen in our day... And maybe this whole virus thing is going to bring us back to the essentials of respect and, and life and godliness. I don't know what God is doing, but I know there are great lessons to learn. And tonight would be a good night for you to express to your parents by phone your respect and love. Think about the rebellion that you have had in your own life with regard to mom and dad. Think about what you owe them, who tried to get you off of drugs, many of you, uh, who tried to restrain you, and uh, their discipline actions uh, made you very, very angry, and you said things you shouldn't have said. It would be a good time as we approach Easter Sunday to get things right with mom and dad. Children are to love their parents. I am so grateful to have had a mother and father who, first of all, knew the Lord and who constantly pointed me to Jesus Christ. I hope you do love your parents and I hope you'll express that love during this season. All right, that's my message for tonight. I'm, gonna, I'm going to close. Uh, I hope you've got something out of it. I know I've been pretty pointed tonight with regard to Mary and to talking with you with regard to to children, I hope that you will gain something from this, that you will listen, and that you'll call mom. God bless.